Hello, everyone. Happy Pride Month. My name is Marissa. My pronouns are she, her, and welcome back to Hurling Through Hard Times. Today's episode was highly requested. I asked you guys if you had any questions for me or anything, and I got a lot of questions about friendship. So I decided to make an episode to address all of these things, all the good parts, the bad parts about friendship, when it's okay to let go, holding on to friendships, making new friends, etc. Just because Some of you are leaving high school, going to college. Some of you are leaving college, going to real life. Some of you are going on to your next year of schooling and maybe you just need some advice. And I'm here for anything that you might be going through. So let's get into today's episode. Do not forget to rate and review the podcast. Make sure you go check out our merch store. I'm coming out with a pride collection soon. So stay tuned for that on the Instagram at htht.podcast. So make sure you also review the podcast. And if you do, you can send me a DM on Instagram and prove that you did it and you get a 25% off coupon on your order, especially with the pride stuff coming. You guys are not going to want to miss this. So I appreciate you and all that you guys do for us. And let's get you guys grounded. What color is your heart today? And for me, I am honestly, the weather's not great, but I'm feeling pretty good. I just started training for my internship for the summer and I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited to work with kids. I love working with the little ones. I'm excited to see what it's like working with the little, little ones. Um, So yeah, I'm very excited. I would have to say that the color of that right now is like a light purple. It's like a happy color, although it is going to rain. So I'm a little scared it's going to become like a darker purple as the day goes on. But yeah. So that's how I'm feeling today. I also wanted to do a quick disclaimer before getting into today's episode. You know your situation best and you know yourself best. And this is literally just a podcast for fun. So take my opinion with a grain of salt, but I am here to try my best and give you the best advice I can. But this is just purely based off my opinion. There aren't facts backing up whatever I'm saying. So feel free to enjoy today's episode. Now, the first thing that I wanted to get into was the idea of outgrowing friendships, because this was one that was talked about a lot. And I think part of that is that people start checking in with each other less and less. People are making new friends, moving on in life, and you start to feel left out. You start to feel discluded. It's probably not on purpose. It's nothing to take personally, but it happens. And it's totally okay. It's totally normal. And it's hard, especially when you feel like you're the glue. And if you feel like you're the glue, that more more than not would mean that you're the one holding the friendship together. You're the one that's reaching out. You're the one that's connecting. And without you, people won't connect. Like you're the one that brings the group together. You're the one that brings you and your friend together. Like you're the one that's always reaching out, trying to make plans, trying to see them. And there's no effort from somebody else. And that can be really hard. It's really hard being the glue. Trust me. I know. I think we've all had at least one friendship or relationship in our lives where we feel like we're the glue. And so I know people who have literally been friends with their friends since pre-K, which is great for some of us. Um, But then like in that group, they started like icing out everyone else around them so that it like it always would trickle down to just them, like just the like four or five of them. And like they continued to do that. And it's the same thing with, I think, duos and trios, because I hopefully the trio that I'm in stays together, but every trio that I've either been a part of or witnessed has always fallen apart down to a duo. And it literally always happens. A friend group starts out wider, like it can start out at like five people. And then somehow one of the, like the fifth person gets exiled, whether it's on purpose or it's not. And then the fourth person. So then you're just left to a trio and then it gets to being a duo. And it's kind of frustrating because it's like, if you can have friends and like be kind to people, why not? But 
part of it is that like you're just you're literally just growing out of the friendship and I don't think people understand that this is a real thing you can grow out of friendships and it can kind of feel weird or painful or you can feel guilty for outgrowing friends but it's okay don't try to outdo it because some friendships can be overdone so small reach outs and gestures are great so like some of my best friends from when I'm younger, I don't talk to them as often, but I reach out to them every once in a while. I check in on them, see how they're doing, if they're in town from college, if they want to hang out, all the kinds of like little things that you can do just to re-spark that connection. And I always think like quality over quantity. I don't want a million friends. I want a few good friends because like I would rather have a few best friends and only hang out with those best friends or those like few people than have a million friends that I actually don't really like get along with that well you know what I mean and I think that there's also beauty in detaching and it kind of just happens sometimes when you're growing like so when I left high school I didn't stay as close to some of my high school friends and totally okay I still stay in touch with some of them we still talk when they come home from college or when they come home from wherever they are I love hanging out with them and seeing them but there's others that we detached and I was really close to them at one point and we were on the phone all the time and one day it just stopped And it's so strange because it's like you can be best friends with someone and talk every single day and talk all the time. And then one day, one person, like one of you doesn't reach out or like something's going on and then you never talk again. And I didn't realize this, but this happened to me the summer before my freshman year of college. I had this really close friend that was in California and uh, we talked all the time. We were on the phone all the time. Like we were really good friends. And then college started or like I think she was going away to college first but like we went away to college and somehow like we haven't talked since like there was no like wishing each other happy birthday there was no checking in on each other like once in a while like we literally ghosted each other (laughs) and not that we've necessarily forgot about each other because we still follow each other on social media and like whatever but I literally haven't talked to her since that summer like there's been no way of rekindling or reconnecting and it's not in like I hate her I dislike her way it's just in like an I'm growing up way I'm growing out of your friendship and that's not a bad thing and I feel like people really make it a bad thing and it's I swear it's not and it's okay to outgrow friendships and it's better to just not take it personally at all because most people I'll say most people because originally I was saying that no one does this but let's be honest most people aren't doing this on purpose some are. <laughs> there are some people who are purposely trying to get you out of their life. And if they are, let them. Let them do that because that's their loss. And you don't have to be really intense with that friendship. You don't need to necessarily have like definitions or anything like that. It doesn't need to be defined as anything at all. But just being there for that person and just being still kind of in the background. Because some people, they pivot, like, you know, you pivot friend groups. And unless I've had like a really bad experience with a friend group or a person, and I decide that they're bad for my mental health, I'm not going to cut them out of my life. There have been instances where I have had fights with people or not gotten along with people, and we ended our friendship on bad terms. And, I mean, it's best for both of our mental healths or for multiple people's mental health. Like, whatever it is, as long as it's best for your mental health in the situation, in the long run, that's what you need. Because let's be honest, friend breakups suck. Whether you mean to do it or whether you don't, when you realize that that friendship's over, you may need a grieving process. You may need to grieve that friendship because you had a love for that person at one time, even if it's not the romantic love that some people think of. 
it was still this platonic love that you had for a person and now they're no longer in your life. And it's completely okay to need to more like mourn that, I guess, in a way. And if you want a friendship for a long time, I feel like you have to remember that there are ups and downs. So when you're thinking about if you're outgrowing a friendship or not, is this one of those ups and downs or is it really that you're just like growing apart? Because like sometimes you're really close to someone, other times you need more space. That's kind of how friendship works, I feel like. Like my my freshman year roommate, her and I were really, we were close and we had ups and downs throughout freshman year. And then once we didn't live together like anymore, we were able to have a closer bond and a closer friendship. And we were able, we didn't talk as much, but when we did, like it was meaningful, heartfelt conversations and it meant more than when we were spending all of our time together. Cause it was like quality time over quantity amount of time. So that was a thing. I did have a few questions that I was going to talk to you guys about one of which we just talked about was the outgrowing friendships another one was what about friendships can be draining and some people are going through things that like bring down your energy and what can we do when that happens so if your friend is having a really bad mental health crisis and it's starting to bring down your energy what can you do for that number one set boundaries I know you think you want to be a band-aid but you don't want to be a Band-Aid, let me tell you, because being a Band-Aid sucks. Band-Aids always fall off, um, and you don't want to be left on the ground like that. You don't want to be left to pick up yourself because like Band-Aids don't really pick themselves up. They kind of just lay there, and you're not a Band-Aid, and you are a person, and you are whole, and you deserve love and care, and if a person can't give that to you, then why are you continuing to have them in your life, you know? You need to set boundaries with someone to not be their shoulder to cry on 24-7, unless that's what you thrive on. If you literally love that, period. If it's not affecting your mental health in a bad way, do it. But for most people, you can't do that. (laughs) It doesn't really work like that. And it sucks seeing someone that you care for going through such a hard time where you want to help but you can't. I get it. I know I've gone through this on both ends, but it really is better sometimes to just take a step back from someone and let them figure out something on their own because you're not going to be around for forever, you know? Like, we all leave at some point. We all, you know, pass away at some point. And you may one day leave this person on their own. And if you're continuing to pick up the pieces and fix these things with a friendship, what happens when you're gone? What happens when you're not there? So helping someone when their mental health is bad is also giving them time to figure out how they can help themselves without you there which it kind of sounds weird, I know, but it's best to let someone else figure out their own mental health issues without it bringing you down. And I needed to hear that. If I'm being honest, I need to take my own advice in this situation because like I have stuff going on where I need to set these boundaries. So I think it was good that I kind of reiterated that for those of you that needed that. Um, Another question that we had was talking about like how to spend summer with your friends. I feel like it's hard with college um, especially because like your friends are leaving. So for me, I'm a hometown girly. I'm, I'm a townie. And so my friends at home are my friends at school. And so when my friends from school leave to go to their homes, which are like across the country or across the state or whatever, then I'm kind of just stuck like on my own. And I'm like, wait, (laughs) where did all my people go? That can be kind of rough. And that's why I feel like it's important to not burn bridges when it comes to hometown friends and high school friends and whatever, Because, like, you need to have a support system and people around you. And it's great to reconnect with those people from high school. And it's great to reconnect with those people that are going to be near you, close to you. Even your family. Reconnecting with your family can be really nice. And so it's easy to even just set a small goal of meeting someone, like, once a week. 
It can be someone new every week, the same people. It's up to you. I actually have a list in my phone. I think I've talked about this on the self-care bingo episode, but I have a list of, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 people that I know that are like my hometown friends or my friends from school that are going to be in town or around town for the summer. I literally made a list of them so that I knew that these people would be around and stuff so that I would be able to see them and like talk to them. Um, Because otherwise I'm just not going to remember who all is here and who's all is not because it gets confusing. Like I know like my friend Avery lives in Naperville, but she's here for the summer. And I'm when I'm thinking about who do I want to hang out with, I'm not thinking about Avery because she's from Naperville even though she's here, like I'm just in my brain, I'm like, everyone went home for the summer. And so I created like a list for myself to remember everyone that's here. And so I know who I can reach out to. And then I can put like a little check mark next to the ones that I have reached out to and I haven't. And my goal is to reconnect with all of them over the summer at some point. So that's kind of one of my like bigger goals for the summer, but you can always make it like smaller um, where it's just one or two people that you're hanging out with. Quality over quantity, remember that. But that's something that I'm doing at least to help me with summertime and hanging out with my friends. So maybe that can help you too. The next thing I want to talk about is friendship breakups. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this like specific topic because I think I hit it a little bit more as we go on. But moving on from a friendship breakup can mean spending more time alone. It means finding small hobbies, maybe diving into your work in a healthier way. Because it is hard. It is like a real breakup. And there is grief where you do mourn it. And however that I learned to get through my breakups with my ex-friends might not be the same way that you did. It's like thinking about loose ends, knowing that that person might not be for you or might not be for you right now. You know, I've been trying to really emphasize the present in my life where I'm emphasizing this person's not meant to be in my life right now. And maybe they will in the future, but I'm not in the future. I'm in the present. And right now they're not supposed to be in my life and that's okay. I need to go live my life in the now instead of the past or the future. And once I've made that mindset shift, I have become a lot more at peace with friendship breakups that I've gone through or breakups in general. I mean, maybe this can help you guys if you need to go through a breakup or whatever. But when I'm thinking about like my friendships in the past that I'm no longer friends with or friends that I hope to have in the future, I can't focus on either of those two things because they're not in the now. They're not in the part of my life where I can do anything about it. Because we always talk about like control what you can like control. You know, you can't control past mistakes or past friendships and things. You can't control future ones. You can control what's in the now. So do what you can now maybe that will help you guys with your friendship breakups I don't know I have a little bit more on those later but I kind of wanted to get into like unhealthy versus healthy friendships really fast so basically with healthy there's like that balance of mutual respect whereas unhealthy one might be seen as like stronger like in a stronger position or it's like unevenly matched because one person puts in more effort I've seen friendships where like they seem like they're like really high quality just to learn that one talks down to the other and this kind of like sounds strange but like it it actually happens and I actually witnessed this in the last few days once doing kind of like a little bit of like my own research of what I think about friendships and I watch some of my friends interact with either me or somebody else and I can literally tell whether or not it's like a healthy or unhealthy friendship the way that they talk to each other like there's a mutual banter there's a mutual respect and care for each other whereas like if your best friend is talking down to you like you're a freaking child, that's not a healthy friendship at all. It's hard 
not to think about like how many you have because I know that like quantity seems like it's important and as a kid it's not really hard because you think about when you were a kid making friends you were friends with literally everyone as a kid like you might have had people you didn't like but like it was probably because they didn't like the same trucks you did or they didn't have the same favorite color as you like it was like whatever works like oh you like Barbies okay we can be friends oh my gosh Barbie Rapunzel is your favorite that's my favorite too now we're best friends like it just kind of works like that when we're kids but then as you grow your relationships start to deepen and so we have to think about then like why friendships matter friendships are important to your mental health let's be honest there it's there's this like thing from the Mayo Clinic that I found that was like good friends are good for your mental health and there's also this idea of like companionship is needed even if you're an introvert as people, we rely on connections with other people. You can be an introvert, but you still rely on connections with somebody else, even if it's just one person. You're still relying on a connection with someone, and that can help you in life because your friends and the people around you, they motivate you, they support you, they actually bring down lower, they lower your blood sugar, and, or your blood pressure, not your blood sugar, maybe your blood sugar, I don't know, but your blood pressure, they lower your chances of depression, so why not get friends? Why not get powerful friendships? Why not create those? People with more support and connections also live longer than those who don't, according to the Mayo Clinic. So that was kind of an interesting thing to figure out. I thought that was cool. So basically, I'm going to live a long time, guys. <laughs> At least I hope I do. Um, it also, I think it takes effort from both ends. And that's something that I talked about in the beginning. But how can we develop and maintain good friendships on both ends? You're both putting in effort. You're both reaching out to each other. You're responding back well to each other. Friendship is not about hitting like on an Instagram story. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but that's just not how friendship works. So let's look at like reflecting on, this is kind of like the how-to part of the episode, but like how to work with existing friendships, new friendships, and then like a little bit more of like addressing problems and how to deal with the end of friendships. So with how to work on existing friendships, you have to look at which are working and which aren't. So in this part of the episode, I want you guys to kind of just think about a few friendships, a few, one friendship, I don't know, don't think about too many or you're going to overwhelm yourself. But I just want you to compare some of these things that I'm talking about to friendships in your life and see like, is this healthy? Is this not? Are there boundaries that I need to set? Do I really appreciate that I have mutual respect with this person and I should let them know that? So consider with your friendships right now, does this person do no harm to me? Do I do no harm to them? Then you have to think about, are these people kind to me? And then am I also in return kind to them? Or do either of us give or take more from the other? And you have to be honest with these questions. You have to think about like, okay, am I actually harming this person? Like think about your toxic traits, okay? You have to think about like yourself as a whole person, not just this perfect little princess that you might be or prince or person of royalty. We call it, we say queen in my family for um, something that doesn't identify as a king or a queen. We say queen. So if you're a queen, you know, whatever, period. But I think that after thinking about these questions and just thinking about my existing friendships, I've started to figure out which friendships I want to actively nurture and care for and check in on these people regularly. 
I want to spend time with these certain people. I want to be respectful of their time. So one boundary that I recommend setting with your friends is even with like text messages, don't wait to respond. It's not cool. In fact, it's cooler if you respond right away because obviously when someone's texting you, that means they have time to talk for a second. So if I'm texting you like, hey, do you want to hang out at this time on this day? And you see the text and you're like me where you're going to forget about the text. I'm going to read the text, go do something else, and then I'm going to forget to respond. I did this to my friend Jojo the other day. I feel so bad. But she had asked me a question and I read the text and I knew that I didn't know the answer at that time. And instead of texting her saying like, I don't know the answer, give me a few. I didn't answer the text because it was like, whatever. And I didn't look at the text until like a day or two later. And I was like, shoot, I forgot to respond. And so I had to text her and it kind of just hurts that person's feelings sometimes. Cause it's like, oh, like why you weren't thinking about me? Like, I don't know. Some people take it too deep, but like you want to show like you're actively listening and participating in this person's life and wanting to be a part of their life. And so it's good to communicate your intentions or your boundaries. So if you suck at texting or you suck at like, I don't know, responding back on Snapchat or social media, or you have your notifications off, tell someone that I hate when I meet with someone that I consider a friend and all they do is talk about themselves or the opposite where they won't talk at all. I have been friends with both kinds of people where I literally had like a sleepover with this girl that I hadn't seen in like a year or two. And so I was really excited to like reconnect with her, rekindle our friendship. And then after we hung out, I was like, this is why I can't be friends with you because all you do is talk about yourself. And it's like, we spent over 24 hours together and you didn't ask me a single question about myself. And that is not a healthy friendship. But then there's also like those friends that like literally just won't talk at all. And sometimes like if you're quiet or like you're shy, like I can kind of get it. But like once you're like close enough with someone, if you literally just aren't talking to them, like if you just go on your phone and you ignore that they're there, like that's rude. That's like that's something that I communicate with my friends to where like we don't do that with each other. When we're with each other, we're not on our phones and we're participating in conversation and it's back and forth. It's not one person talking more than the other. And if someone never asks how you are, remember that that is a freaking red flag. Red flag, red flag. If you guys have seen Ali on TikTok, you know what I'm referencing. But if they're not ever asking about you or they're just like not paying attention to you, that's such a red flag in a friendship. Like, hello? No, thank you. Next, moving into new friendships. You can meet these people through a class, mutual friends and family, going to a new place. And if you meet them in one setting, one thing I would recommend is moving to another setting as well. Like, because one thing that you can learn more about people with is when you're not in the same setting with them over and over and over again. So if you met someone in a class and you're only hanging out with them in that class, what happens when the class ends? Like, you don't do anything. So something that I've noticed that I'm going to try to implement in my life is that if I hang out with someone, say, at like track practice or something, and I only ever hang out with them at track, and I want to be friends with them, I then have to invite them to something else. Like, hey, let's go get coffee together. Let's go get tea. Let's go for a walk. Let's go to my room or whatever. Like, let's go to another setting to where I can learn more about you outside of this one thing that we have in common, you know? It also goes along with like putting in the work of getting to know these people and being willing to share with others. And you have to be patient. I mean, like it doesn't just happen. You don't just meet someone and instantly become best friends with them. And if you do, great, <laughs> but I don't think that's how it works. So definitely just be patient. It doesn't always work out either. Like it's like in relationships, 
it's trial and error. Like it might not work out. And if it does, that's great. If it doesn't, that's okay. It's not a waste of time. It's you learning that you don't get along with that person or maybe that just like isn't meant for you. It's also nice to set clear boundaries up front with someone, even if it's in like a subtle way. So like things you will and won't accept. So like if I meet a new person, one of my things is that I need to express my sexuality in some way because people nowadays are still not okay with that. Even in Pride Month, I know it's freaking crazy, but some people aren't okay with like people being a part of the LGBTQ plus community. And I don't necessarily know how I identify. I I try to identify as queer, but you know, it, there are so many different ways that you can identify. I feel like it's hard to just put a label on it. But so in some way, when I'm meeting someone for the first time, somehow I use the gender neutral terms of like my partner or my whatever, like, oh, I'm attracted to like, somehow I'll slip it into a conversation and see how their demeanor changes, if it changes, because with most people, it doesn't change. And they're just like, oh yeah, cool, whatever. But for people that it bothers, something changes. And then you're like, okay, obviously I don't want to be friends with you because you like, this is one of my deal breakers, you know? Another thing with moving on to, um, that's it for friendships with new and existing friendships. Now I want to move into addressing problems with friendships, which is always fun. Confrontation is not my thing. That's for sure. But sometimes it is needed. For example, one of my friends, she can be negative sometimes. And if she's listening, she knows that I'm talking about her. But sometimes, like, she just needs to rant. And eventually, like, I just started to get so, like, drained because we, her and I were always just complaining back and forth to each other that we finally, like, I was like, dude, we need to stop complaining all the time. I need some positivity coming out of your mouth sometimes, you know? And, like, it changed our friendship for the better. Now we're even closer because we're not complaining to each other all the time and we're not, like, associating hanging out with that person as, like, negative emotions, bringing up our negative emotions to share with that person. Now, like, I feel positive emotions when I'm around that person. And it's it's so nice. And another issue is, like, I kind of talked about this, when somebody's always on their phone, that's kind of annoying. Like, it's just, like, it can be an issue. And there are better ways to deal with issues and deal with them as quickly as possible because... I have learned from personal experience that when you let things bottle up, it gets worse. So treat yourself with self-respect and care for yourself and the other people involved and communicate clearly what the issues are when they're happening. Don't let them bottle up. Like I just, I have had to learn that in the last few years that like you can't let things bottle up and it's so frustrating when it does. And it happens to all of us. I mean, like we can't all help it sometimes, but like if you can realize that something's bothering you, reflect on why that is, you know, think about that. Don't shove it back. If it's really bad, if it's bothering you within 40, like for 48 hours straight, address it. Okay. Don't wait any longer. And you also have to give people a chance to change. There are some people that deserve a second chance when they genuinely make mistakes. There's a difference between genuine mistakes and purposeful mistakes, quote unquote mistakes. We can give people opportunities to better themselves And there's a difference between amber flags, which is like genuine mistakes, not on purpose, let me try again, and red flags, where they're purposely doing that. Like, this isn't like a relationship sense, but like cheating. (laughs) Or they're like purposely talking crap about you behind your back, and it gets back to you. Like, they're making an active decision to talk negatively about someone that they claim is their friend. That is a purposeful mistake. (laughs) But 
if there's like a genuine mistake where like they were late for something or they forgot that you guys were hanging out or something like you might be upset about that but like there's a chance that someone can change especially if it's a genuine mistake people deserve a second chance in that sense next I wanted to talk about how to deal with the end of friendships there's a few different ways that you can do this so one way is you're choosing to end the friendship this is when you have a toxic friend and it's just not based on mutual respect. The other person's not respect you. Maybe you don't respect them. There's just like a shared dislike for each other or in some way. And you choose to end the friendship. But then there's also like friendships that end whether you like it or not. Like something happens and it just ends. Like you're not really the one to initiate it. That friendship is just over and there's nothing you can do to fix it. And and in that case, it's more about learning from whatever your mistake or whatever the mistakes were in that friendship and then bettering yourself for the future. There's also those kinds of friendships where you do just grow apart, which is what we talked about in the beginning of the episode. But then there's like also dealing with rude behavior. <laughs> and that one is one that I could go on a whole rant about. So like not just for me, but for other people too, like having mutual respect for each other is important. You know what I mean? Like rude behavior isn't necessary. So why continue to do that? I mean, like there's not even much else to say on that. And know that like friendship ending is okay. I mean, like does your, you have to think about does your well-being matter more or does this friendship matter more? Don't stay out of obligation or fear because like, let me tell you, you will do better. There are billions of people on the world. I go to a college with over a thousand people. Um, I might not like a few people on campus. There's a still about a thousand people on campus that I could connect with or talk to. Like you need mutual respect and friend like friendships. And if it's not there, why are you still there? You know what I mean? And some friendships, they exist because of school or sport or, you know, work, whatever it is. And if you take out that one thing, if there's nothing else for you guys, that is not a friendship. <laughs> there's nothing else for that friendship because you just bonded over school, which is why earlier when I brought up, if you want to be closer with someone, hang out with them in multiple settings. Cause like there, there was this guy, I was listening to his podcast and he was talking about, um, a story with his friends where he's really close to these like guys, but they only ever hang out together when they're drunk and like when they're drinking and going to the bars or whatever. But then like you put them on a room sober during the middle of the day and they have nothing in common. And it's like, okay, that's okay, but, like, that's not, like, genuine friendship, you know, and you kind of have to see the overall ending of a friendship as a positive thing in your life, because, like, there are ups and downs to friendship, and it's all about growth, and you want to celebrate the ending of a friendship to show that you're growing, okay, it's okay that something is ending, it's okay that you're moving on and growing into a bigger person and a better person, and so while, Overall, in this episode, I feel like a lot of these things are talking about some negative parts of friendships. There's such a powerful way of seeing the light and the ups of every single part of these things. Because outgrowing friendships may seem like a negative, but you can turn it into a positive. Talking about summertime with your friends, friendship breakups, there's ups and downs to all of these things. There's ups and downs to healthy and unhealthy relationships. Find those ups and downs for yourself. And that will make the world of a difference. To end off this episode, I have a little bit of a challenge for you. And I want you to list, whether it's on paper, on your phone, in your head, three to five quality friends that you have. I hope you have no trouble writing this. But when we think about quality, remember we're thinking about friends that you have mutual respect for. 
you are working well with, you have set boundaries with, you care for, you're both putting time and effort into the friendship. It's not one-sided. And overall, like you can feel the love and care from that person as well. So when you have three or five of those or however many you can come up with, it's great if you come up with more. It's okay if you come up with less. Tell those people that they are your people, okay? Like let them know you are a quality friend in my life and I appreciate our friendship. And if you can't come up with them or you're thinking of friendships and decide that that's not a quality friendship, think about why and think about how you can solve that or if it's worth fixing. So that is all that I have for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoy it. I love making episodes like this where you guys ask me questions and I get to answer them because it's probably one of my favorite things to do is giving advice to everyone. So remember, take my advice with a grain of salt. If you don't like it, that's totally okay. If you do like it, make sure you go rate and review the podcast. I literally love you guys so, so much. Make sure to go check out the merch store. Link in all of the bios on literally every social media. And I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. (laughs) 